Hey guys, thanks for coming. This episode of the show, um, I'd like to introduce my friend from high school and university, Simon Dick. So Simon and I both went to the same university slash college for all you Americans out there. Uh, We also uh, shared at least two apartments as well. So I thought maybe there might be some interesting stories here that I could share or we could share. Very least we get to get together because uh, it's been a while and uh, we both live in different cities quite far apart. Um, I just want to apologize up front to any audiophiles in the audience. Um, unfortunately, I forgot to push the record button on my personal recorder, as ridiculous as that sounds. So I was listening to the entire episode through my headphones, keeping track of all the levels and everything, and yeah. Um, None of it actually went to tape. So what you'll be listening to is actually a backup file that's taken on my computer. Um, Simon's voice will be pretty normal, as it is usually. But unfortunately, my voice, you're going to be getting the uh, microphone coming into the computer itself, the uh, built-in microphone, rather than my real microphone and the voice processor. Anyway, that's all geek talk for saying that it's going to sound kind of bad. Still... The uh, conversation was good, and I didn't really feel like getting Simon back on the show just to try and fake all these authentic reactions to uh, reminiscing. So without further ado, uh, let's get right on to the interview with Simon. Hey, on this episode, I'd like to welcome my friend and classmate and roommate back in the day, Simon Dick who actually I went to high school with. I think that's it. That's basically Hello. it. Simon well, at university. We were roommates while we were at university. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man, those were pretty dark days for me though. Let me tell you. Like not that I was with not because you were my roommate. I think you were the only one that was like keeping me grounded in any kind of sense of reality at the time. Like things got pretty surreal there in that we were in a basement apartment. Oh, that place was the worst. It was um, yucky. It was full of cockroaches. But then, of course, I mean, uh, let, let's just say that our, our our housekeeping skills were not always up to par back then. No, they weren't. But those those dudes were there before we moved in. Those cockroaches had already I, like they that was the basement of this, like the whatever, the three floor square crappy old apartment building in Montreal there. But I think it was actually like the closet space or like leftover office room next to the like property manager's office. Cause we had to, then we had to go past their door to get down into our apartment. I think they just put up an extra number there and we were off the books money for that guy. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I just remember we would invite guests over and we would both see something moving on the walls, but we would like just not say anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still paranoid about that. I see a piece of lint, like just in my peripheral vision, and I'm thinking, did that move? Is that another cockroach? I'm not dealing with cockroaches anymore. Yeah, actually, um, cockroaches is like second, is like the second level disgusting for me for bugs. First level that I can't deal with are bed bugs because it, it, I don't know if you recall, but when I was living in Regina there, um, in the big house there, the, the unnecessarily large and opulent house. Um, my, I, I was living at the very top, and I don't know if I ever told anyone, but there were actually like bed bugs that lived in the in the in the uh, ceiling there. 
and that was really thoroughly nasty. That was during high school, actually. I didn't yeah, tell I, anybody. No, I was going to say, I don't think that's news to me, man. That's, uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> um, you know, every now and then, see, I, uh, we talked about CBC Radio the other day. We were chatting just about what are we listening to, and the morning show here. I think every six or eight months gets conned into playing like a bed bug story by like just those people who call up. They, you know, they they'll say like, "Hey, if you've got a story idea for us, why don't you leave us a, a message on our voicemail or whatever?" And I think just the same cockroach company calls up and says, "There's another rash of bed bug problems in Calgary." And then bed bug business goes up for a little while. You must, if, if you work for the CBC, you must feel like slitting your wrists. If you, you see it like, oh God, not another bed bug story. I, I think that we really ought to up our game and start suggesting really good things to the CBC. Like, I don't know, um, ancient Visigoth hairstyles or something. <laughs> They'd have to describe yeah, but- them. Yeah, they, well, they sent out someone out. They've always got like man on the street people have to go and like describe what they're seeing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So they could say they could have a like you know, they could they could show you the the pictures of the hairstyles, and you'd have to guess whether it's an actual real Visigoth hairstyle or if it's just something from uh, that uh, Mel Gibson movie there from before he went crazy. <laughs> the one where he was a Celtic guy. But yeah, anyway, back to the back to the basement apartment. Uh, I think it was near the uh, the laundry room and it was dark and um, yeah, it was kind of cramped. And uh, I don't think I actually owned a bed either, but that's pretty typical for for a student. But I just remember being on a on the floor on a mattress like yeah, I remember surrounded that. by also, squalor. Yeah, I think it was several years. I don't even know if in the years we lived together, you ever did on a proper bed, which is mattress on the floor guy. I think that yeah, actually, I think that you got the bed when when we moved into Summerhill. That mm-hmm. was a big deal. You got a bed and you had an actual desk or something. Meanwhile, I was still on the floor. I can remember. I can remember still being on the floor because I can actually remember one night where mysteriously. Um, our upstairs neighbors, one of our neighbors decided that she wanted to like have a sleepover. I don't know if you remember (laughs) that. So she slept with me and then I totally confused her by not doing anything at all. (laughs) (laughs) So this like probably enhanced whatever terrible complex she already had. She's like, uh, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is confusing. Oh man. So how much of that is brought on by crappy apartments and how much is that is our own fault for just being not so adapted to the world yet? Yeah, we were pretty bad back then. But what do you expect? I mean, we were both living with our parents and we got thrown into that. I mean, you were living with your grandmother for, what, a year or something before going into that apartment? Yeah, you at least had like your first year in Seoul in there to sort out what it was like to live with other people. Yeah, I'm like, sure you saw the results of that. I don't know if you even saw, I don't think we even socialized really that first year. I think that you mostly just went back and forth from Lachine. Uh, and I like, we, we like maybe saw each other once in a while. And, and to me, where you were living in Lachine was like, seemed like a thousand miles away because you had to go to the very end of the bus terminal to get there. Yeah, I had to take all the I took all the trains and then a bus to get where the hell I was going. We hung out a little bit. So I did visit Solon a couple times. Yeah, I, I 
You know, the thing with Solon is that I don't think that really helped. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think being kicked out on our own or not or choosing to go out on our own, however we look at that, it gives you at least the advantage over those people who are still in their parents' uh, houses now. Like eventually those guys are, their parents are going to die or they're going to move out. Like they're going to have to do that, deal with that when they're forties. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, I haven't moved back in with my parents yet. That, I, then, of course, I think I'd probably rather join the circus or become a street person than move back in with my parents. But that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just remember living in that apartment in, in uh, and uh, uh, the basement apartment. And what would we we would have our breakfast, our choice breakfast item would be um, what is it? They're like Pop-Tarts. They're like apple strudels. Yeah, the toaster strudels, man. That was those were innovative when we first moved to Montreal. I don't know. I wasn't allowed pop tarts or anything you could make in the toaster except for like legitimate toast. So this was cool, and we had something like money. I mean, that's not a lot of money when you're buying toaster strudels. And they had those little like white, like uh, cream packs that you could like you tear open and just spread out over the strudel so you can make it look like it did on the box. You can, you can try you can make a terrible mess on it because it would all melt and then you'd get this nasty puddle on your toaster strudel but yeah and that's and that that white puddle was definitely not what we needed around in our apartment at the time <laughs> yeah and and then um it's astounding that our girlfriends are well i don't know i i guess i, I don't know if they were really what you'd consider them actually because uh my my the one that I would bring back, we'll, we'll call her E. Um, she, I, that, I, I don't think that actually qualified as a girlfriend boyfriend. I th I'm not really sure what it was. I think it was like a, a an online gaming buddy or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, they they had like stamina to go in there. Basically, that's what I figure. Um, well, then then we must have had a certain amount of charisma for them to engage any stamina they had to come hang out there you go i, I guess you're right um i i just remember that we would cook and when we cooked we would what well, we would take a pillsbury was it pillsbury uh, uh pastry uh tube and we would we would break that open and we'd, we'd line the pan with that and mm -hmm. then we would uh cook some some i guess it was hamburger and we'd mix in some uh some tomato sauce and then we would just take an entire block of cheese <laughs> yeah, yeah this was a legitimate recipe like we had it on a recipe card and everything like that's not like we just made this up this was given to me by my mom as a thing that we could make and eat um, whether that was a terribly bright idea or not we pulled it off and neither of us are dead yet we might have come <laughs> close <laughs> This was just basically a blob of meat. Every once in a while, I think we would add a green pepper to that, and then that would qualify as vegetation. Sure, yeah, that's like the Crown Royal or whatever, right? Like you get the um, or what the, what the, the yeah the pepperoni uh, mushroom green pepper, the the pizza. We're getting close to that when we're making our own, like deep dish Pillsbury one inch thick piece of pastry with like a whatever the biggest size of mozzarella you could get in great um before your patients ran out <laughs> yeah those were the days and then after that we i mean after that i remember you went back to 
you went to Cal, no, you went to Regina or something. And I think I was charged at one point to try to um, sublet that place, which was like the most horrible plan in the whole universe because um, the when basement you left, place we tried to sublet that. I did either you either it was either <laughs> you both of us or it was just me because I I can just remember like so I left I left <laughs> E to uh, to um, to show the uh, the apartment to a potential subletter oh, was it E mm-hmm. no 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 it was the landlady okay so there was this landlady so I left the landlady to show the apartment and. Um, the next day she just came to me and she was almost crying and she said, there's no way I'm going to show this apartment again to a subletter, right? <laughs> because you had left. So just think of you, you, you've seen the scene from fear and loathing in Las Vegas, right? Where <laughs> it gets to the point where the hotel rooms just completely flooded and, and it's just a total disaster and you don't know what the hell happened there. You just have flashbacks um, that's yeah, yeah. kind of where things got after, after a few weeks, I don't know why you were gone, but after a few weeks you were gone and I was, I, I, I think I probably must've been mildly depressed or something totally dysfunctional. So the place was just, had gone completely South, like just, it was horrendous, like shut this place down. And yeah, I was trying to sublet it. It was it was pretty hard, let me tell you. I had to muster every, like, ounce of strength to try and clean it up to the point, you know, just basically fill the closets up with the crap and hope they don't look in the closets was my, my plan. Did we? Did you ever find out? Did, were we successful? Are you successful in actually subletting that place out? Yeah. I don't yeah. actually remember. I, oh, well done then. I mean... <laughs> I, I have vague recollections of that particular uh, transition, there and then also transition. To, and that was like before any of this kind of cool social media stuff we got hanging out here. We were like like writing letters and maybe an email by then to like say like, oh, we need to find an apartment for when we go back for for third year before we found Summerhill. Like that was hard to like actually communicate and coordinate on nonsense like that. I don't know. I, I think I might have actually stuck things to walls and like, you know, those little papers where you tear off the, the phone numbers. I think that that was part of my my media campaign back then. But <laughs> that's still effective. I mean, working at the university now, I still see, see people selling cars and uh, trying to rent apartments that way. Well, yeah, so it, it worked somehow and, and I was able to get out of there. And then and then we both. I think I, I ended up some we ended up somehow then the year later at Summerhill, uh, this apartment, which was um, better, but still kind of atrocious because the landlady and the landlord, I'm not sure what the relation was to each other, if they're brother or sister or if they actually like were together. I, I don't know that the thought is too terrifying for me to contemplate. <laughs> and I just remember I would go to I would go to pay the rent and uh they would open the door and this like huge cloud of nicotine smoke would come flying out of the room and fried goods you'd hear nicotine you'd smell nicotine and fried things and then this depressingly sad looking kid would come wandering out and this there's like maybe what like four or five i don't know where this kid came from and maybe it was their grandson or something 
and I always felt really sorry for the kid. Yeah, it would be a that'd be a tough life and uh, living as the like the the under the care of the people who look after a place. Like I don't know what what you do for fun. There's no particular park or playground that I remember near. Not that I maybe would have noticed being a university student, but yeah, I don't know what you do with a kid around there. But overall, I would say that apartment was a huge jump up from the basement. Like we were on the top floor. Like that's like a sixth floor difference, seventh floor difference. We weren't. We weren't on the and, very top floor. I well, there was there was a roof over top of us. No, we were. There's no one above us though, living above us. There was people living below us. Was it? Was that? What, okay, so the the ones that. Um, okay, so the the one with the, we'll call her B. The one with B who came up and spent a confusing night with me where she probably confirmed that she must be a lesbian or something at that point. Um, she, she like stayed here. So that I guess she was below us then. They were below us. That's right. She was, yeah, she was actually, yeah, she was a downstairs neighbor. And now, yeah, now that, now that we've clarified that particular part of the story, now I remember the rest of the, uh, your that confusing evening. But uh, no, the reason why I absolutely remember they were live below us was because I would have my buddy Aaron over and we would play uh, on uh, on my Super Nintendo, like the, maybe by then it was a PlayStation, but I was pretty sure it was still the, the Super Nintendo, like the old EA Sports Hockey 93 at terrifying volumes into the wee hours of the morning and eventually they would grab their uh, broomstick and just be banging on their ceiling, our floor, and we would have to turn the volume down. I just, I just remember one, one day really stands out for me with them. And that was the day that, because I don't know if they followed us from the old apartment or if we got a new batch or if this apartment came with roaches as well, like more high class roaches, they were different roaches. I think they looked they were. slightly different. They were higher class roaches. So the higher class penthouse roaches, they got on our nerves at one point. <laughs> so we decided well, that we would eradicate them. Well, we had to eradicate. We, we, unfortunately, now, my recollection of the story, I was actually reviewing this with, uh, with Jen and uh, our buddy Rob from high school uh, the other day. And I was trying to remember, like, the whole setup to the, the eventual war on these cockroaches uh, it happened around Christmas time. And uh, I mean, we had seen them. They've been around, but they didn't really quite all come at once until this until Christmas. And again, this is going to be a story where I maybe left to go home to Regina and left you behind, whether you were going to be going to Regina a couple days later or a week later. Or used to, I can't remember exactly that that distance of time, but we had had some people over that night before I was going to go. And then uh, there was dishes and there were donuts. And uh, I remember now Jen telling me this part of the story because she remembers these part, the last one. She, she said to me, aren't you going to do those dishes? And I was like, no, I'm going to make Sean do those dishes. <laughs> and uh, uh, clearly the dishes didn't get done, nor did the donuts go away. And so Christmas break um, happens. What? We... Hold on, I don't remember that. Are you telling me that we left the dishes, the dirty dishes and the donuts for the entire Christmas break, sitting in our kitchen. That's exactly <laughs> how it started. And so then we come back, and actually um, Jen comes back before us, and there, there's some aspect of the story where she ends up actually going out to dinner with uh, with your girlfriend at the time, and uh, and her and her folks. Um, and so she had originally been coming over to our place to just bring us some things, and then she. Uh, now having these other plans, just brought them over and left them and never turned on a light and didn't know what she had missed. 
<laughs> and so then you and I eventually get to come back to this apartment in the bright light of day, and every cockroach in the building must have moved in over that Christmas break. And uh, they were in the kitchen everywhere, but definitely the dishes and the donuts that we left for however long Christmas break was for us. That's how they all came to our place. Wow. So, yeah, basically they told their buddies and that was just it. Okay, now I I had no idea things were that bad. So, like, basically got as bad. They were always I think there were always cockroaches in the building, but we, we just made it even worse. And so, and so I guess when we got back from Christmas break, we noticed that the, that the kitchen had gone toxic <laughs> and, and we had to do something about it urgently. <laughs> so, yeah. And so we, we hiked our way down to, I guess, the Canadian Tire or whatever over at, um, at the market, Atwater, the one over yeah. by the forum. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And basically just went it up and down every aisle for something that might be lethal to cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, we didn't just get cockroach killer. We got like Drano and stuff too to put down the drains to act as deadly traps for the cockroaches should they ever want to get out. <laughs> and uh, so besides, yeah, whatever toxin or powder or poison we could find, we got um, uh, tape. And uh, like that, that stucco stuff, like the uh, you would use to like seal windows and whatever. And uh, we went back home and we got everything that we might ever want to use again, and like sealed it up or put it away or took it out so that it wouldn't be there for the for the next part of the process. And uh, yeah, we used we used it all. We there was with the powder everywhere. If it was spray, we sprayed it. And yeah, the cockroaches. There, there was actually a fine yeah. mist of powder in that kitchen all over the place. We just like decided to like basically cover almost everything with powder, like in the in within the cupboards at least. I, I know we had oh, an sure. abundance of cupboards that we got. We had, we had to... plenty of cupboards, and it, 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 and it, but we had a plan. We weren't going to stay there in a place like this. We closed the door behind us, sealed it up like some kind of asbestos remediation setup, and went and stayed with our girlfriend for a couple of days. Yeah, that's right. And, that's it. We sealed it. We sealed the kitchen. But like, first, we we spread the stuff all over the place, and we sealed the kitchen. So it was like it was kind of like that movie Outbreak. Uh, you know, or it was like. We, we we probably if we could get hazmat suits we would have used those too, and we we just we did that and we sealed it up and then yeah we, we that you're right we we actually left the the, the kitchen like that I did, I had forgotten that and we we escaped. That's right, and so we, we however long we left it I can't remember if it was one night or two but it was a while we weren't going back in there until that powder we'd left had at least settled. And uh, we come back, we unseal it, and we start cleaning up. And uh, the stuff that's the powder or uh, or whatever that kind of goes behind the baseboards or in the cracks of whatever, we uh, we tape that down or seal it up so that any cockroach that might decide to come back into our apartment through one of those avenues would find it sealed, but also still just stuck with whatever the poison or the powder was. We put a lot uh, of thought into that. <laughs> it was a, quite the situation, man. We needed to outthink these guys. And my favorite part of that story, though, is so, yeah, we definitely invited all the cockroaches. Like, they put out the signal, like, they brought them all in when we left that stuff behind. 
Um, but then they all left and they would have all had to leave going down <laughs> stairs. I can't <laughs> get out the roof. Chatting with those ladies that you mentioned from downstairs, they're like, did you guys, did this happen to you too? Like one day, just all the cockroaches came through their apartment. They're like, no, nah, man, that's some kind of mystery. That's not happened to us. <laughs> See, mission accomplished. <laughs> they probably didn't settle there. I imagine that they just, they were just passing through. They probably, and a lot of them probably weren't feeling so good, like the cockroaches. <laughs> so they're just, going like getting away from from our i don't think we ever had any further cockroach issues in the house like other than the occasional i mean i guess you get a little desensitized to it after a while but yeah i'm sure they sent like scouting parties back to like investigate our place to see if it had been like rehabilitated for cockroach uh living but it um so you'd see that occasionally, like one in the bathroom, and you'd be like, dude, I see you there. And it would scurry back, and you'd seal that place back up a little more tape and hopefully not see them again. That's pretty freaking extreme. Super embarrassed. Um, but, uh, yeah, Simon, um, we got to have another show where we talk about other things, like current events, but also things in the past, and maybe we can try to dig up some some weird and wacky stories, some more weird and wacky stories about the day. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff that, you know, comes flooding back once you start to picture any little piece of it. And uh, it's really interesting to like try to piece together who we were from when we met in grade eight to who we are now kind of a thing. Yeah. We didn't even go into any of the high school stuff. Um, and then you've also got like, You've got high school, you've got the, the slurpy runs, you've got uh, just all kinds of stuff when we were just geeky little, uh, well, dorky little uh, teens. I mean, uh, I was I was a nerd, Matt was a nerd. You were a nerd, but you were lucky enough to be on the basketball team. I think that might have helped a little. It, it, it does make a little bit of a difference. I, I found, though, like, I mean, it worked out overall. I'm not going to complain at all. But I was never quite in like the the elite set of the nerds or the elite set of the athletics uh but the kind of the overall space was not too bad i can remember actually hanging out with some of the chess team people and feeling not cool next to them like they had like this (laughs) click where they would hang out and i wasn't even part of them and they like kind of looked at me suspiciously because you know i didn't know anything i wasn't particularly great at chess so they were like, you know, and they were, they had all kinds of, like they would, they were doing like recreational math problems. So uh, Simon, hey, thanks for, sh- thanks for stopping by. No worries. Thanks for uh, having me out.
Thus concludes this episode of Share a Slice with Sean. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Slices Podcast. You can follow Sean on Twitter at Godless Poutine. Music is by Chromatics and is used with their permission. You can find them on SoundCloud. Links to the music, Twitter feeds and guest sites are provided in the show notes. Thanks for listening and tally-ho.